Hey, man, back in. It is my, my fault. What's up, guys? This is Nick's X and O's podcast. Back with another podcast to give you guys another future. Let me turn down my light real quick. I'm so sorry about that, guys. Wow. My light is completely going. Completely bonkers here. My fault. My fault for that. That was the new ring light that I just equipped. Or not just equipped. My girlfriend basically bought a ring light for her stream. So, pretty much, I'm using it for the meantime for my stream. So, if you guys see a different tone or a different thing, just relax. It's good. The lighting is needed. Trust me. Because right now, the only way you can see my glorified face is right now is just through that ring light. So, turn it down a bit. So, that's whatever. Anyway, we're back here for the next X and O podcast. Bringing everything that is New York Knicks. I'm recording this on the day of the Knicks and Clippers game. The Knicks fall to the Clippers. I think it was 120 Seven to one hundred three, I believe that was the score. I'm not sure, but I did manage to see the first half of the game, and I instantly turned it off after the second half. I'm not gonna lie to you, but regardless, not we're here to talk about Knicks and anything Knicks news. So I know it's been some time that I did a podcast, but it's not too far ahead. So I'm please bear with me. I do understand what's been happening so far, and I'm just gonna one touch on the topics of what happened during. The time of the All-Star game, or pretty much after the All-Star game, to now. So pretty much about a week, a week span of news of everything. So first thing that we want to tip off on is the Henry Ellison signing. Uh, Henry Ellison got signed to a deal uh, to pretty much go to New York. He's pretty much was on a 10-day contract. Henry Ellison, as you guys know, if you guys know, is a former Detroit Pistons who got drafted in a high, around the high picks, around 10th or 11th. He didn't pan out well, but went to the G League and pretty much has fought his way back into a finally a roster. He's gone to New York Knicks. According to Bobby Marks on Twitter, no coincidence that New York put a team option and not a guaranteed cut date in the contract of Henry Ellison, Alonzo Trier, and John Jenkins. New York can simply decline the option and sign each player back without the risk of being of them being claimed by another team. So with that in mind, these guys, you know that Henry Ellison and I'm pretty sure Scott Perry and Steve Mills is only looking for like players at this point, anybody from G League, anything young or anything with a lower deal, where these young players can obviously shoot, can shoot the ball, lights out, and pretty much be a productive force. Because, I mean, it's shooters out there, but... How much shooters do you want that is very cheap on deals that you could possibly get, you know? And it'll just make more sense just to get, you know, a lower um, player that can shoot, obviously, instead of paying somebody incredible money to basically have, you know, the only ability just to shoot. So I think those are smart finds for Scott Perry and Steve Mill. They're going to try to see if they can fit people around and see if they can have um, you know, those day one players that can probably prove themselves later on being a shooter or being a 3 and D type of guy. And I think Henry Ellison, the way he's been playing so far, especially on his 10-day, he definitely deserved that contract and definitely deserves uh, another look at, hopefully, for next season if we do bring him back. So good for Henry Ellison. I'm proud of his achievement, especially the way he's been playing so far, um, especially against the night against, I believe, Orlando, where the Knicks made a comeback and pretty much won the game. He did tremendously well in that game, and I I just loved it. So kudos to him. He's on our team. He's going to be signed for the rest of the season. 
And hopefully we get to keep him. If not, who knows? I don't care. As long as we got shooters and as long as we have somebody that can role play and shoot, that's all that matters to me. So next thing is on the agenda topic. We have Mitchell Robinson. Uh, Mitchell Robinson's stats and impact has been phenomenal. Again, this um, today or this game today against the Clippers, I think he had four or five blocks. Um, this man has been a defensive force. And just in general. So, I'm going to first go down. You can ignore all these right here. I'm going to go down to the first of many things to discuss about Mitchell Robinson. Mitchell Robinson leads the NBA in block three-point attempts with 13. One more than Ben Simmons and Drew Holiday. Robinson has played less than 900 minutes this season. Simmons and Holiday has played more than 2,000 minutes per season. So, just bear in mind, Mitchell Robinson... Barely has minutes under his belt. And every time he comes in, he is blocking more shots than most of anybody in the NBA so far. Go to the second one. In 2019, Mitchell Robinson is averaging a mind-boggling 5.5 blocks per 36 minutes. Robinson has a total of 52 blocks and 344 minutes. To put that in context, Rudy Gobert, the reigning Defense Player of the Year, has 51 blocks and 729 minutes. This man has been blocking shots at a almost half the rate of Defensive Player of the Year, Rudy Gobert. Third thing, has it appealed to more of the thread here? Robinson has also blocked 14 three-point attempts by opponent this season. Miles Turner, the NBA current league leader in blocks, has only two such as three such three-point rejections. Gobert has one, and Davis has five. Robinson, before the Cleveland Cavs game today, um, from before, Robinson also has three has more three-point blocks than the entire Cleveland Cavaliers team. And then just to top it off, and even more comments that I have to yet to put, Mitchell Robinson is the third rookie over the last 25 seasons with a double-double and five blocks in consecutive games Joining Yao and Tim Duncan. This man impact has been tremendous to teams. And I mean tremendous. This man has been basically being a rim protector that he is. Making sure that nobody comes in his paint. I mean he's been guarding the perimeter as well. Perfectly affecting shots crazily. I gotta give this man praise. It's too much, and I, I, I really feel like has a prospect of the team. Many people felt like, you know, since he's a second-round pick, and obviously we got Kevin Knox. Kevin Knox has been playing really well recently, or been playing okay in certain, you know, instances. Yeah, that's fine and all, but this man has been breaking barriers so far, and I mean, it's crazy. So I want to put out this thing right here. This is what Marcus Camby had to say on Mitchell Robinson. Coach Fido Fisdale is trying to connect us. He talked about me mentoring him because he seems a lot of similarities in our ball game. And then I got one more image to show you guys real quick. As I bring it up right here. This is an anonymous quote from a person from Mitchell Robinson. And in the long run, all the media attention Mitchell Robinson is getting is not good for him. Right? Too much to put too much pressure for him. Or it might set viewers' expectation too high. Now, this is the last thing I'm going to touch on, Mitchell Robinson, but pretty much, 
This man has been a defensive force. Noah Vonley, yes, he has his perks about him. And I get it. He has a really good um, veteran player, or pretty much not even a veteran player because he's still young, but he has his strikes in his league so far. He's been playing in the league so far for about two to three years. He has more experience than Mitchell Robinson. Mitchell Robinson does get into foul trouble a lot. But if I'm Fizdale, knowing the impact that Mitchell Robinson has on the game and knowing that he can contest shots with ease and pretty much affect offenses from running their offense, especially if basically they switch on a pick and roll against him or pretty much try to go in the paint against him, he's always there to block the shot or contest the shot. And you got to give this man for trying. I don't care if he's in foul trouble or not. This man, once he learns how to play, is going to be a very big, very big production for him. And not only that, he's a rim runner. He's a guy who can athletically go and get out um, alley-oops with ease and shouldn't have a problem basically blocking shots or doing whatever he needs to do. Mitchell Robinson, I feel, is in good hands. I don't think media is getting to him at all because, I mean, the Knicks have, if not the worst record in the NBA, um... Uh, one of the worst records in the NBA. So I don't think he's getting any media attention. It's more just the big market of New York. But regardless of not, Mitchell Robinson is in good hands. I feel as though he has a lot of mentorships waiting from DeMar- um, DeAndre Jordan, Marcus Camby. A whole bunch of Knicks, former Knicks players and current Knicks players are currently helping him in certain situations. And I feel like it's his time to start, honestly. I don't see Noah Vonley... Playing the four. I don't know why Knox is at the four every time starting. I feel as though Noah Vonley needs to come off as the four. Mitch Robinson needs to come off the five and play a big lineup and have Knox at the three. Thus giving more time to Dotson at the two and also Dennis Smith at the one. It just makes more sense. But again, I'm not Fizdale. So that's definitely one to debate. But I feel as though Mitchell Robinson definitely... Definitely needs to be in the starting lineup. But again, we can't control any of that. That's out of our way. So kudos to him for Mitchell Robinson. I just got and you just have to appreciate the stats from this man. It's crazy. So moving on. Next thing we have to go or touch on is the Knicks defensive improvement ever since the month of February. So the Knicks. And this is from Jerry Coleman from Knicks Film School. Um, a lot of these things was coming from the Knicks Film School. A lot of these stats is coming from Knicks Film School, who does increasive amount of work at Knicks Film School. So I commend them. And I love, every time I go on my Twitter, it's some, a new stat that's always coming up for Mitchell Robinson. A new stat that always comes up for a Knicks player who's playing good or has been just basically playing horrible. They have all the feed right there. So shout out to Knicks Film School for everything that they do. Regardless or not, the Knicks gave up less than 110 points in the 16 of their first 50 games. They have given up less than 110 points in six of their last 11 games. The Knicks only have played 11 games since the trade, which you guys already know, the KP trade to Dallas for Dennis Smith Jr. I now have the second piece of evidence. Somebody asked Jonathan Mercy, or Mercury, from Knicks Film School, one of the leaders of Knicks Film School, 
He says, basically talking about the free throw attempts from the beginning, and I previously read on the thread uh, that the Knicks film Knicks pretty much have more free throw attempts from the month of January. Um, has more free throw attempts, my fault, from the month of February compared to the month of January. And it's been a rise. They've been top 10 in that. And then somebody said, pretty much, I want defense. Give me defensive stats. Well, this is what Jonathan Marcy said. Shh. Knicks are ninth in defensive rating for the month of February. That whole month of February, they are the ninth, almost the ninth best team in defense. Being a lower team, being a team that is basically fighting for a lottery pick, basically fighting for that number one pick in the draft, I love this. This is great. And it shows that the system that Fizdale is working on is actually working. And you got to commend him for that. Especially a big a big part of it comes to basically playing the right guy so far um, with Dotson, with Vonley, with Mitchell Robinson, and basically just throwing out different ideas and seeing if it's working. Because it's working. You can tell it's working. And for the last but not least, Trier's improvement. Amidst the Mitch love, let's recognize the rookie season Alonzo Trier is having. Taking away the putrid nine-game stretch following his strained hammy. And he's shooting four, he's shooting four, 47% field goal, 40% from three-pointer, and 85% on the year from free throw. The only 11 players to have that slash line. He had 18 points and five shots last night. That's considering from, I think that's the Orlando Magic game. Yes, that is the Orlando Magic game. So, I want to hear everybody to see. And I mean, like, any anybody that doubt that the Knicks aren't improving. And I've said this plenty of times before, but I'll say it again. Whoever's saying that the Knicks aren't improving in any sort of manner or any sort of way is just completely not watching the games or not watching the stat lines, not doing nothing. They are just saying that the Knicks, or they don't even watch the game or anything, they're just saying the Knicks are bad because of the bad record. This team has been very, you know, they've been hanging in there in turn games. The only thing they, they didn't play as hard as I would think they would play against the Clippers. But then again, long road trip in L.A., not only that, regardless of how much days off, I feel as though they just wasn't ready or risen ready to basically face a Doc Rivers team that is very good on offense, especially one of the number one ranked teams off the bench. And not only that, have shooters galore, which the Knicks have a problem dealing with. But regardless of that, the defensive rating is a very big, big improvement. And I hope it continues besides from today's game. So... I want us to I want I want you guys to basically give me questions or basically give me opinions on how you feel about the defensive ratings on the Knicks. So next things I'm gonna be going at is the point guards who's going to get minutes. So I'm about to put up an image right now. Sorry for the little delay, but I'm gonna put up an image right now of who you think is going to win the point guard matchup. As I go through here and try to find it for you guys. Pretty sure I had it. Let me see. I'm sorry about that, guys. Should be here. 
if it's not, then I can just move on. But I'll just bring up a discussion about it, if regardless, if I can't find it. And nope, got it. There we go. Sorry about that, guys. So I'm going to block up my screen right here and basically put it up here. How will the point guard position play out? So obviously, we have three point guards. Obviously, Dennis Smith Jr. is our starter. And obviously, Manny Mude is getting minutes and Frank Nokina is hurt. Prior to this, though, Frank Nokina is one, of, if not one of our best plus minuses um, on the team. Basically playing the best defense. Isn't the best offensive player, but contributes somewhat to the left of basically the offense. And not only that, is one of our, as I said, one of our top defensive players and also one of our top players in terms of driving and scoring. Not to say that Emmanuel Moutier isn't as better, if not better than Elkina as far as that statistic goes, but Moutier defense is atrocious, especially in terms of his rating. And Dennis Smith is all right. He's okay. So far. Sorry about that, guys. Uh, Dennis Smith Jr. is all right as far as everything goes. He is playing phenomenal on offense. He's basically been playing very greatly in terms of spreading the offense ever since the trade. The defensive rating has gone up ever since he's been traded on this team. And ever since Tim Hardaway Jr. has been gone. So... How would the point guard position play out once Frank Nilkina is healthy? Well, obviously, right now, Moody is getting minutes. Obviously, right now, Dennis Smith is getting minutes. And he's the starter. And he's probably going to get as much minutes as possible. Since he is the future of the team until further note. Regardless or not, Frank Nilkina defense is very important. I feel as though Moody will get his minutes here and there. But I think Frank will be starting at the two. And if not, he's not starting at two. He's coming off the bench, has a two or a three. Because, honestly, I don't see any spot for him at this point. Uh, honestly, I feel as though Frank... I feel as though Fisdale has been playing lineups, especially with Frank's injury. Dotson has been coming along. Trier has been playing very well, as you guys saw in the last screenshot that I put out there. And then it's just, in general, how... They're going to implement all these guards on this team. Mario Zonja is probably the weak spot out, obviously. But who else out of the guards is going to be the weak spot out? Obviously, it should be Moutier um, in just in terms. Because, again, even though he's been playing phenomenal this season in terms of offense, his defense is still terrible. And not only that, he hasn't been playing consistent in recent stretches. Regardless of injury or not, he just hasn't been doing it. Frank... Been playing every time he's gone on the floor. He's been playing phenomenal in terms of defense. Yes, he turns on the ball sometimes. But regardless of that, he makes it up on the defensive end. And it could be a valuable 3 and D player who could get more looks later on, regardless of trade, maybe during offseason, or just in general to keep on the team just in case we do land a free agent. Or we still continue to basically go down the tank and road. And basically get one of our top picks. See how he fits with that top pick that we get. Regardless or not, Dennis Smith Jr. is going to get as much minutes as possible. And will basically put a lot of time and a lot of effort on his defensive game. And not only that, basically putting in baskets. Because this man has been putting up points ever since he got on the New York Knicks. And I love it. So, 
In my opinion, I feel like Dennis Smith Jr. definitely is going to be the starter. He has more potential out of both of them. Moutier is most likely gone for the next season. So, I see him getting less minutes, if not less minutes at all. He's not going to get any minutes once Frank Nilakina comes back, who's on a rookie contract at this point, and I feel as though needs to be kept just due to defensive purposes. Once he's on the floor, the defense gets better, especially with Mitchell Robinson, and especially with the other players such as Dotson, Vonley, and other players that's on the team. So, that's my answer to that. Let me know what you guys think about as far as opinion goes. And last but not least, the games I will be reviewing um, later on. I know you see a blank screen. You're going to see my face pop up any minute now. Give me a second. There we go. And let's just stretch it out. So, guys, I'm going to give you a breakdown of all the games I'm going to be going to be reviewing for the time being. So the things the games I'm gonna be reviewing is definitely going to be the Clippers game that just happened. I'm not reviewing anything that's post All-Star game or um, anything up to this point. Clippers game is definitely gonna be reviewed because that's one of our worst games that just happened. The nearest the next games the next two games that's coming up I will be reviewing. I'm going to be out for a couple of days obviously I'm not going to be working these couple of days because i'm sick right now i may not tell but i've been struggling basically clearing out some words i've been sniffling i've been doing a lot of things so regardless of not <coughs> my fault for that regardless of not um that's going to be the games i'm going to be reviewing and keeping tab for everything if you guys do not follow me as of yet i'm going to leave it right here in the ending portion my phone not the ending portion the offline portion right here and i'm gonna stretch it out for you guys so you guys can see here is all of my things right here i'm so sorry about the placement of everything but here's my twitter handle here's my youtube my youtube page my youtube page now nicks x and o's um podcast my twitter handle is at tavon 56 and my Instagram is now at Next X and O's podcast. So everything is pretty much Next X and O's. So let's begin with the shout outs. The Powerhouse Breakers is still the top spot if you want some memorabilia or anything in general. If you want any memorabilia or anything in general to basically get your fix on anything sports related. Here is your spot to go. Powerhouse Breakers on a Facebook page provides so much. Yeah, I mean so much memorabilia as well. Last thing I want to say is the last thing I want to say. I'm trying to figure out the words for it. My fault, guys. Oh, yeah. Last thing I want to say is pretty much the cold front report is still doing what they need to do. As far as Buffalo sports fans. I'm going to be teaming up with them shortly to basically do more Knicks content over there as well as bringing my podcast over there and also Jets podcast getting ready for anything New York sports. Last thing I have to say is I am no longer associated with the post podcast network. I am no longer with them. So if you guys can see in the starting soon thing, I will no longer be um, supporting or basically being sponsored by Post Podcast Network, I am no longer in true with them. I am my own podcast network now, and I'll be 
soonfully or hopefully joining another network soon. Regardless or not, I ain't freelancing at this point. And I'm not saying I didn't sell any merch. I didn't do nothing. So I'm my own free man right now. So if you guys happen to see this, thank you guys for tuning in. You're our greatest supporters of anything. And the New York Knicks X and O's podcast has officially finished the episode. Thank you guys for tuning in. This is Tape on Best. I'll see you later.